The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shah i may be a model but i'll never be your model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Pike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. I'll give you this shirt off my back, and also my unsolicited opinion. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins Bilstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. What do you think is meaner? Wide-bodied or forehead? I think um, titty milk and talking about titty milk over and over and over again is certainly mean. There's a certain obsession for sure from candace about ashley and pregnancy and boobs and that as ben mandelker said milking of the boobs <laughs> <laughs> nursing and the milk because she brought it up with chris too so i think to some extent it is annoying you have so much forehead is awesome forehead is amazing forehead <laughs> wide bodied is meaner than forehead to okay. answer your previous question, yes. I think picking on somebody's forehead is an awesome place to be. If you're yeah. going to shade somebody, shade somebody for their forehead. Uh-huh. Because there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> also because Candace has a big forehead. Yeah. Everybody does. Most people do. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're pulling your hair back. But Unless you're you Teresa to- Judice. <laughs> yes. Unless you're Teresa Judice. Not all of us can be blessed like Teresa Judice. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where your hair starts in the middle of your forehead. But even then, you can pick on her forehead. Yeah. Right? You can pick on a forehead, anyone's forehead, and there's nothing. It is not to do with fat. It has nothing <laughs> to do with their lifestyle. None of it. You can yeah. actually. It's an amazing, amazing way to pick on someone. And a funny as hell and i was laughing at the forehead stuff i did not <laughs> laugh so much at the wide body and the titty milk thing i thought titty milk was funny because as somebody who had ample titty milk yeah. i was also lugging about my titty milk and it <laughs> so i thought it was hilarious because that is but what it's an ups- it seems like it's once is fine but over and over and over again even with chris and talking about someone nursing has nothing to yeah i i didn't like it I didn't mm. like that. I didn't like it. Candace can do so much better is all I felt. Yeah. You have words. You can use yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. I expect more out of Candace. I was disappointed is all. Oh, I can't wait to get into truly the spiral that we watched Candace go down on mm-hmm. this amazing day. Okay. Yeah. Oh, by the way, today we're talking about Potomac and there's no Shaws, so we're not talking about Shaws because Shaws is over, but we have 
launched our Patreon and our Patreon has an ask your aunties level, which Mm -hmm. is sort of like a mailbag where you can ask us questions about us or you can just ask us questions that you need advice on. So we have Mm -hmm. two questions that somebody submitted. And if you are a patron and you are subscribed to that level, Mm -hmm. please do send us your questions on Patreon. There's a specific post for it. If you want to know where, you can DM us and I will let you know. But we have some questions there, so we'll answer those at the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. So in Potomac, everybody's back in their various places doing their day-to-day shit. Wendy tells Eddie about what Giselle did. And Eddie says that it was just downright mean, and you have to be hurting to hurt like that. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what either of them were saying, because truly, those two are so goddamn good-looking yeah. I don't know what anybody said. I didn't even pay attention. I don't think I even paid attention to <laughs> what they said. I was just watching Eddie. It's like you're so beautiful. You're both so beautiful. I don't know what anybody is saying. You love each yeah. other. Okay. You're upset. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just, okay. Yep. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Be whatever. pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you can do whatever. You guys can just keep talking. You can read out the grocery list. <laughs> Exactly. I want Eddie to come and read the grocery list every week. And that's all I need. Exactly. Yeah. Giselle and Robin get together for podcasting. Yes. One of the basic questions I had was, why are they sitting next to each other? It's so confusing, right? Why aren't you sitting across from each other? It was so weird. And I was like, okay, they're looking at I thought maybe they had like a... Maybe are they doing it live? Do they do it with like a screen and do they have a camera? Well, it looked is like it- there was an iPad up. So I think that there is a um, video component to it that they probably do release. But mm-hmm. even then, I was like, shouldn't you guys be looking at each other podcasting like you're having a conversation with your co-host? Yeah, I would hate to be looking over my shoulder talking to you. That would be so odd. But also they love their own faces. So they probably were just looking at themselves. Giselle, maybe. Yeah. Yes. For yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Robin came to the podcast the way I come to this podcast. Completely unprepared. Giselle has the agenda. Giselle is yes. running through it. Yes. Robin is just chiming in like I do. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, she had a notebook. There was a pa- piece of paper in front of her. You think Giselle put that together? <laughs> I don't know what that was for because I don't think she wrote anything in it. Well, I'm pretty sure Giselle Bryan is a Virgo, so I think mm-hmm. that that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? She is, yeah. I don't know yeah. what Robin's sun sign is, but Robin showed up, and that yeah. was, it showed up on time, and that was a big deal. Yeah. Just By like the way, me. Giselle Bryan is a Virgo. Her birthday is this week. So yeah. there you go. Robin, ooh, Robin is an Aries, March 31st. Hmm. Okay. Who knew? Yep. So they're talking about cheating and statistics and relationships. Very relatable topic for both of them. Why would they? Yeah, why would they pick up? And then they talk about statistics and they're talking about everything except their own. No, they did talk about themselves for sure. Giselle says, if a man cheats once, 350% chance he will cheat again. I wish somebody told me that two years ago, right? Right. And then the producer asks her, what would you have done two years ago if you knew that? And she says, first of all, I was joking. And then she says, I wouldn't have changed anything because if you stay with someone long enough, they'll cheat on you anyway. And I was like, wait, 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 what? 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 And then if if a man cheats once, he's going to cheat again for sure. Then why why are you pushing for Robin and Juan to be together? Yes. Yes. And then... And then she's like, she says on the podcast that if it's a, there's some tomfoolery that happens with a stripper, it's fine. No, she says going to a bachelor party and all of a sudden a stripper shows up. I was like, wait, <laughs> why would a stripper? You're going and you, to a bachelor and you lose party your and mind like, all of a sudden, all of it. Like, what is this? Like a stripper jumps out from behind the curtain. <laughs> Yeah, like you kid. know, you're going to a bachelor party. There, all it's of going a sudden, a all of a sudden, a vagina is in your face. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, you fall into her vagina. Yeah, dick first. She can get past it. But if it's a lifestyle, she's not okay with it. Like, I I didn't understand it because she was saying if it's a lifestyle, she wouldn't be okay with it. Even the lifestyle of cheating. What is Okay, but like, here's the thing. She says if it's a lifestyle, she wouldn't Mm -hmm. be okay with it. 
But in her theory, it's that if a man cheats once, you're in a 50% chance he's going to cheat again. So now you're saying this man has a lifestyle right. of cheating. Right. And then she says she has her own statistics and she wouldn't change a thing and she would still be with Jamal. I was very confused. I was yeah, like... It's like Giselle has her own statistics. What? what? When Giselle talks about her own relationship, I, yeah. I have to say this. I mean, everybody knows I love watching her on the show. I don't think Potomac would be a show without Giselle. Giselle is essential. But like when Giselle talks about her own relationship, she doesn't... She often doesn't make any sense. No. Because the thing is, I don't think she's being honest. Yeah, she's not honest about her relationship with uh, Jamal. I think they have an understanding. Or anybody. Or anybody. Well, I think Sherman, she was a little vulnerable and she showed a little bit more from But her even point with Sherman, we barely knew why she and Sherman broke up. She was like, oh, yeah. it's the People no, magazine. Once she broke up, but when she was blah, blah, into blah. Sherman, she yeah. was showing a little bit more yes, of her A little life. bit more. And then she broke up and then she clamped up again. It was just very strange. And then she says that she was checking in on a girlfriend mm -hmm. who was dealing with infidelity mm -hmm. regarding the infidelity. Mm -hmm. And the girlfriend took it like shade. And I was like, Giselle, you did not check up on Wendy. You yes. asked Wendy about her tits. Yes. And then you had Ashley ask Wendy about the infidelity. You yes. never checked up on your girl. Yeah. So don't act like you did anything nice. Like this is, again, Giselle is a monster. She's mm -hmm. an essential worker on the show. The show <laughs> cannot exist without her. Yeah. But what drives me crazy about Giselle is she always does this shady shit and then she masks it with like, I'm just concerned. Like, you're not concerned. You don't like this person. This is where this is where Giselle and Karen are the same people. Yes. Literally the same people. Yes. Giselle does this to other people and Karen does this to Giselle. Karen yes. says later that, oh, if Giselle would just come and tell me why that she's unhappy and that she needs help, I would be the first person to help her. She just wants Giselle to admit that she's upset. She is lonely and yes. needs a man and yes. is miserable. Yes. And Giselle just wants Wendy to say that same thing to her. So they yes. all they both want the exact same thing. Yes, they're the same people. They are the same people, <laughs> and that's yeah. why they don't get along. One has they're bad perfume, and the other has bad fashion. I mean, even the one with the bad perfume doesn't have greatest fashion. Everybody yes. acts like Karen's got good fashion, guys. Karen does no. not have good fashion. No, okay. no. She needs Giselle so she can look better. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Chris and Candace are at home. They're planning out the music video stuff. And Karen calls Ashley forehead about mm -hmm. a million times. It cracked yeah. me up. It, it did. <laughs> I loved I it. I couldn't believe that Chris was just sitting there listening without laughing. <laughs> I think that Chris is used to Candace speaking this way. Like, I don't think Ashley's the first person that Candace has called forehead. Yeah, it was like matter of fact that Candace would call people names and Chris yeah. is like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. This is how my wife talks. Yeah, that's his little monster. But also, guys, I know everybody's really upset about the forehead thing. First of all, like Ashley called Candace a rodent or something last season. Yeah. She called her a hamster or yeah. something like that. <laughs> Ashley also said crazy stuff about Katie yeah. back in the day. So and it's Candace like, said crazy stuff about a whole bunch of people. These yeah. two again. But she said Monique had a miscarriage because she was drunk driving. Like, <laughs> guys, I'm only Ashley shamed Monique during her pregnancy yes she got pregnant and then she had to actually apologize and said i understand exactly my point in raising this is that nobody's a good person here guys no. okay let's not the morality police is important here's the thing morality police is important when it comes to things like racism when it comes to obvious like blatantly terrible things that people are saying and doing to each other we talk yeah. about it with racism homophobia any other type of xenophobic Shit. Yeah. Even after everything that Ashley has done and everything that Monique has done, the worst person on this franchise is still Michael Darby. Let's not <laughs> exactly. lose focus. Let's exactly. not lose focus of that. <laughs> exactly. The reason why it doesn't feel as nasty when it happens on Potomac is because yeah. they're all behaving in misogyny. Like it's all mm -hmm. misogyny, you know, it's all yeah. patriarchy based eggs, but they're women and they're doing it to each other. And that's what I've yeah. like, always said whenever anybody's been like, oh, you watch a show where women are fighting with each other like doesn't that set women back i'm like no it's women in their own accord choosing 
to fight mm-hmm. with each other and behave a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's women in the same level behaving a certain way to each other. And that to me, even though it's like, of course it's trashy, but mm-hmm. it's not as difficult to watch as it is on like if a, obviously if a man does it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they're all marginalized in the same way. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So keep that in mind when you watch this. And then it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. This kind of shade is okay and funny. You know, as long as it doesn't get physical, it's fine. Exactly. This is, yeah, Ashley doesn't expect any better from Candace and Candace doesn't expect any better from Ashley. So they're going to go at it. Exactly. Now, speaking of the worst person on this show, as you said, Michael Darby, Ashley and her baby and her stupid fucking husband are at this appointment. I feel like I should charge, I should sue Bravo for inflicting Michael Darby on us. Yes. Why is he on my TV? And why for such extended periods? And why are we listening to him ask questions of a professional and make that woman, it was like the most creepiest ways that he was asking questions. He wouldn't let her finish explaining something he would like cut her off and ask the next question i mean that could have certainly been editing but Mm -hmm. regardless it was like way too many questions so they're at this appointment because baby dylan's been having a hard time taking down his milk and nursing it turns out he might have a lip tie my children both had tongue ties oh wow we clipped those we clipped those suckers right out and then they were chomping down boobs like pros (laughs) anyway (laughs) they were they were all about that titty milk yeah. Michael is just being terrible and he's there's a they go to this massage therapist who apparently massages out these kinks from babies. And as yeah. the therapist was doing all this stuff to baby Dylan, I was like, I wish I was baby Dylan right now. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think I wish to be either Dylan or um the other baby. What was the other baby? Um baby Dean. No. Dean. I don't want to be Dean. Or Dylan. I don't want to have Michael Darby as a dad. No, and I'm not talking about that. No, I'm just saying the therapist. I want to be cradled like baby Dylan was by a really sweet lady. I'm not even going to ask her about her credentials. I just want her to cradle me like that and just be like, oh, look, this part is tight and that part is tight. like she was doing it to the baby. And I was Speaking like, oh, which, yesterday when I went to the when I went to work out and uh-huh. the guy was doing evaluations, he was like he took my ankle, you know, my ankle was broken and I have all these yeah. injuries. And he was like stretching it and massaging it. I can tell you, I had tears in my eye. And he was like, am I hurting you? I was like, no, it feels so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, it felt so good. So you almost did get cradled like baby Dylan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just my feet. Just my feet. I want to. I want a giant to pick me up like a baby and do exactly what they did. And it sounds much kinkier than it's not. It's not as kinky as it sounds. Yeah, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) But Michael and Ashley go back to their car and have a typical weird fucking Michael and Ashley Darby conversation. Ashley thanks him for being patient. Oh, Oh my God. Ashley, you are the enabler here. At this point, I have zero tolerance for Ashley. She's enabling this man. Like she owes him intimacy and sex. She's feeling guilty about it. It was just weird because the conversation started with also her thanking him and then saying, did you look at my vagina when I told you not to look at it? Because Ashley's afraid that if Michael looks at the baby coming out of her body, as human babies do come out of women's bodies, That he would lose his like sexual desire for her. And it it really tells you a lot more of their relationship, which is Ashley knows that she is in this relationship because Michael views her as a sex object. Like, I understand like being worried, concerned about it. Like Mm -hmm. I told my husband, I was like, you probably don't want to look. He yeah. was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be thrilled about looking, but I am going to watch the babies come out because, yeah. duh. To some degree, Michael's reaction was, his answer wasn't terrible. He was like, no, it wasn't weird. I looked because it was my wife having my kids. But then he says, oh. he says, Ashley is quickly getting back into shape. And he says, you don't look overweight at all. I find you very attractive. Oh, 
Oh my god. Uh, is that worse than some random chick calling you white body though? That's the thing. That's the thing, right? <laughs> like, it's like it, I actually noticed on this episode there's a lot of misdirected rage. There's misdirected yeah. rage between Candace and Chris. Candace and Chris get into a fight, then she takes that energy and puts it on Ashley. Ashley is not liking her body, understandably. Yeah. Okay, postpartum yeah. is a real fucked up yeah. life. But, but I think it's a lot more than just Ashley not liking yes. her body. In this case, I think Ashley doesn't like her body for Michael. Yes. Ashley doesn't love who she is because she's afraid that her husband won't love her. And that's mm-hmm. on Michael. That's not on Ashley. Mm-hmm. Because of him saying shit like, you don't look overweight at all. I still find you attractive. For what? Why are you even saying that? The answer should be, you're mm-hmm. my wife and I love you regardless of what you look like. But by the way, you look great. Like, yeah, that's it. That's that should. But he yeah. says this and then they cut to the back. Baby Dylan's been asleep this whole time. Then they cut to the back after Michael says even the baby's awake. He's like playing with his fingers. He's like, mm, I don't know what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, can you guys turn the car back around? I think I left something at the he like. Office. I think baby Dylan would like, you know, the partition that comes up in New York taxis. <laughs> He's like, can I press the partition so I don't have to hear them talk? Because this is very disturbing. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Now we find out that Robin wants a life coach. (laughs) So here's the thing, right? I don't mind. So everybody was a little off by, hey, Robin, why would you talk to your 11-year-old about this? I have an 11-year-old. They they notice shit and they know what's going on. They do. But at the same time, the, the other thing was that, yes, Robin should be going to therapist, not life coach. Yes. But I also feel like Robin is the kind of person that needs us to ease into the therapy. So she's going to go to life coach and the life coach is going to tell her that she needs therapy and then she's going to use that to get into therapy. She is not the kind of person who can readily admit that she needs therapy right away. Yeah. And the fact that she talks about, hey, do you, Carter, do you notice that I do these things and that's not okay? That's not Mm -hmm. normal. So I'm Mm going to talk to a life coach. So she's talking about something's going on with me and I'm going to get help. And yeah. whether it's a life coach or a therapist, mm-hmm. the fact that she even said to Carter that something's going on with me and I need help and I'm going to get it. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I think that's a that's a that's a good thing for. I love the do. conversation. First of all, yeah. because you know Carter, <clears throat> we've seen Carter every season, regardless mm-hmm. if he if he's even invited to the conversation. That kid is just gonna nosy his way in. <laughs> yes. So my gut says Carter knows. Carter and Robin are very close because you very know he's close. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, loves he, to- he hangs out with her all he the time. Hangs out with her, but I also love that she was like, "I want to get my life together." He goes, "Dang, your life is <laughs> I can totally hear my kid saying that, but I I agree with you completely. I think it's actually really healthy for a mother to be talking to her child about her yeah. own shortcomings and saying, mm-hmm. look, I recognize this in myself and I don't think that it's right. So I'm going to try to fix it. Yeah. That's a great lesson for kids. Yeah. There's nothing wrong was, with that. It was, it, I thought it was a good thing that she did. Then she proceeds to have the whole conversation in front of Carter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know, Car- you know what? You know, guys, I have a seven-year-old boy, and yeah. I know he doesn't listen. He's tuned yeah. out, so yeah. Carter's fine. He was like, this is a boring <laughs> conversation. He's probably thinking, dang, that's that's even more complicated than what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I agree with the life coach. You're not quite ready for the life coach. You still have to go to therapy first. Then the life coach comes into play. Exactly. Yeah. We see Mia and her mother, Veronica, go for lunch. You know, Mia again, is giving us lots of Teresa Judice. She walks into a restaurant it's called Lemoncello and she says, I don't know what that is. Lemoncello? Lemoncello. (laughs) First she comes in, she's entering the place like she owns it. She's the guest of honor. (laughs) The way she walked in and her mother then trots behind her. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I have to say Mia is like very, I think she's dumb. I think she's Teresa Judice dumb. But this... I like the scene a lot because, again, you heard Mia's real fucking voice. Like Teresa Judice. Teresa's got the yeah. fake voice, which is very high-pitched. Yeah. And then she's got her real voice, which is yeah. prostitution, whore, yeah. married, engaged yeah. 19 times, you know? <laughs> so I really love this scene. It was really sweet. She asked her mom because all we know about Mia's mom so far is that she is in recovery. 
and she went to rehab and she had uh, substance abuse issues and she's finally sober and she's really not had a lot to do with Mia. So she brings her to a bar? Okay. <laughs> they were drinking. So I was like, I did. I was like, huh, okay, they're drinking. But I guess she was she was a drug addict. A drug? She was an, okay. She wasn't okay. an alcoholic. Okay. So I guess there's a difference. Yeah. They're sitting and they're having this conversation and Mia asks her about her dad because in previous episodes, Mia has said that my mom and I don't get along because I remind my mom of my dad because I'm a lot like him. And then, I mean, I was shocked. She didn't want to say it. She didn't want (sighs) to talk about it. She said, I don't want, this is not, I don't want to talk about it. And I felt like Mia put her in a spot and with the cameras running and everything that she felt like, okay, fine, I'll say it. But I think it's an important conversation to have because mm-hmm. when she says that, you know, your dad is the reason I got into drugs mm-hmm. and how she says that her dad was supposed to be watching Mia and he would be hooking up with other women. Mia got second degree burns all over her body when she mm-hmm. was a little kid because of her father. And I can imagine for a mother who is in this toxic marriage or in this toxic relationship and she knows that she's in a toxic relationship because of the man. Mm-hmm. But the man is so kind to the daughter that the mother mm-hmm. starts to then resent the daughter because the daughter has a relationship with that man that she used to have. Mm-hmm. And instead she's he's kind of like wrecked her. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a very it's a very, very compelling and sad story. It can be a mindfuck because uh, you somebody can be a good dad, but not a good husband. Exactly. But clearly he wasn't even a good father because Mia got second degree burns all over her body as a yes. kid and she barely yes. even remembered that. Right. And I think it's interesting because obviously like the mom says like, oh, you know, I, I resented the fact that you were mm-hmm. like him. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also there's like I feel like the resentment sometimes is there because because the way like Mia had presented it before was like my mom wants nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. She lives 20 minutes away. She wants nothing to do with me. Sometimes it's difficult for women like this to even face their children because of the disappointment they feel in themselves when they see that child, yeah. Yeah. you know. So yeah. but I really liked it. I liked the scene and we got to hear Mia's real voice. <laughs> So I'd like yes. to hear more of that, Mia, mm-hmm. if you could. Yeah, yeah. Just be normal. Karen goes shopping for a second wedding dress. Okay, I didn't understand that. Okay, I also was very confused about the whole setup. It was very confusing. She was in a warehouse, but the inside of it looked like a restaurant with steps coming down from where? I don't understand because there's, <laughs> it's, it was like a single floor warehouse. I think so where yes. were the steps? Was it just a set? I don't know. Yes. And it was like Candy's wedding in a warehouse, right? So this is yeah. another warehouse that Karen has picked. And then she was trying on clothes and she tried on a first dress that she said was going to be her wedding dress. So this was what she was going to wear for the WAV renewal. Yeah. And then she went, she said she wanted something easier to wear that. You know, Ray could rip Slip off. Into. Yeah, 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 yeah. For after. And that was tighter and much more restrictive than the first one. Nothing it Karen make does. Sense. Nothing Karen make any does sense. makes any sense. Just like how Giselle explaining her relationship with Jamal and cheating and all of that made no sense. Nothing Karen yeah. does or says makes sense either. It's so yeah. ridiculous. I honestly, sometimes I only watch and pay attention to the Karen stuff because I know that when I listen to like Watch O' Crappens later, mm-hmm. they're going to do like a really funny take on it. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, right. It's usually nonsensical, but it yeah. turns out the place where they're at is a warehouse. It's like a wedding store, a dress store, and also the venue, which is shocking to Mia and Wendy. I'm just as confused as Mia. It's very confusing. Yeah. yeah. And then Mia tells them that she got invited to drinks for Robin's birthday and Karen and Wendy were not invited. Yeah. And Wendy says, I understand why I'm not invited. That's fine. But Karen yeah. says, she sends a message to Giselle through Mia. And I was like, are you the godfather? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean send a message? I'm going to send a message through you. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> let him know. Let let the other house, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let the other mafia don know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But she says uh, that she's willing to move on if yeah. Giselle apologizes for saying the word death, which she never said. Sad. <laughs> uh, it's like you mentioned before, like Karen wants Giselle to need her. Yes. Like a mentor. Yes. But Karen she doesn't wants everybody care. to need her. Yes. Mentor. She got Wendy on her side now. She's yeah. happy. 
Yeah. She's happy as a clam because now she can play mama to Wendy. Yes. It's very, it's a very self-serving desire. They like to yeah. sell it. Giselle and Karen both sell it like we care, but they actually yeah. just they just want to feel important. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Do, it is. Uh, yeah. I think if she hadn't married a black Bill Gates, she would have loved to marry a pastor of some sort and be a first lady. So oh, she could yeah. advise the her whole flock, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Karen would have loved that. Now, Candace and Chris go to lunch, <laughs> and Candace is just... No, no, no. Wait. So, in the previous scene, yeah. Candace tells Chris that Giselle told her and said that Chris was riding her coattails. And they both have a laugh. And Chris says, that is so funny that she would say that you supported me through all of my endeavors. So now it's my turn and I'm supporting you. Yes. But in that instance, I was thinking to myself, mm, I bet it's still going to bother Candace. And of course it does. Yes. So Giselle said something that eventually ends up affecting both of them. Even yeah. though they both said in the first instance that it doesn't affect them at all, somehow it seeped into their psyche and now it is going to affect them. I mean, that's such an interesting point. But then you wonder, you know, it's like a chicken or the egg. Mm -hmm. What came first? Was it Giselle's observations of something that was already there? It might have been something that was simmering, but that they didn't talk about it. And then Giselle mentions it. And Giselle doesn't observe it. Giselle just says what she thinks could be the problem. She says it anticipating that yeah. this is what's going to happen. And sure enough, that sort of leads to them having a fight. So Giselle is a magician. She just... <laughs> Caused this whole fight out of nothing. She's like Cersei Lannister. She is. <laughs> She's beautiful too. She is, which makes Karen, uh, Danny. Yes, flying down. She's gonna burn the whole place down. She's flying down on her. Yes, dragons. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Karen's wigs are much like Danny too. <laughs> Danny's wigs. Yeah. Now, Candace and Chris at this lunch, exactly, you're right, in that something awakened their dragons inside and they were like, we're going to fight. But I also yeah. think like Candace just turns into a complete monster when she's stressed out. Yeah. She's just I a think... complete monster when she's stressed out. She, We got reverted back to like classic Candace. Cl classic yeah. Candace yelling at Chris about some shit and Chris just being like, I'm not going to deal with your attitude, bro. I love that he just got up and I thought he was going to the restroom. He left. He left. He left. And then <laughs> she takes out a dagger sized napkin and dabs, oh. dabs her eyeballs. That was the biggest cry angle. As cry angle. <laughs> Reddit puts it, somebody on Reddit said triangle for <laughs> triangle of her napkins. But this was huge. It was like as big as a ladle. It was, it was like a whole, it was like a, it's like the size of like a sword that the queen uses mm -hmm. to knight people. Yes. yes. It was huge. She I've never seen such a thing. She took the pointy end and she shoved it into her eye. <laughs> Listen, I was at that vow renewal two weeks ago yeah. and... Yeah. I'm telling you. Is that those, how you... Those fucking corners really help. Yeah, my makeup stayed great. I was crying like it's crazy. Good it's a good capillary action to draw the tears away. Quickly. Yeah. It's yeah. the best idea before they start welling up all throughout your eyeballs. Yes. Yeah. You got to get in there in that corner. Just not that insane <laughs> triangle. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to lose an eye, Candace. Yeah. I don't know how she finds it all the time. She always <laughs> has a triangle. She also baby. wears like 17 lash extensions. She's, <laughs> she's, she's edging on Snuffleupagus territory with those lashes. Yeah, extensions. I think like if she had, if she, if a tear did get out, I think it would form like a huge, it would be like a shield, a water shield. Yes. You would need like wipers to get it out. <laughs> exactly. It would just exactly. get caught up in all of her all of her eyelashes three hours later after this fight they go to giselle's birthday drinks for robin everybody but karen and wendy are there and so candace is going from raging against her husband mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. basically then raging against ashley she's like i'm all hopped up i got energy i'm here mm -hmm. to play i'm taking all of the anger I would yeah. smack the shit out of my husband. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to take this rage Again, and I'm going to bring it to my, my... Misdirected from Giselle to Chris to land on Ashley. Yes. <laughs> it should really land on Giselle. 
You really should. <laughs> also, I wrote a note that Giselle can't say charcuterie. Yeah. She's, what did she say? She's um, like, she was like, sha, sha, sha. No, no, no. She said, called it car charcuterie. <laughs> No, oh, that's Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> car shootery. <laughs> car shootery. Uh. <laughs> Whose car are you shooting? <laughs> no. So then, so then this, I, this comes up about Wendy not being there. They ask Robin what's going on. And she says, even though Robin says, even though we hashed it out, I felt like Wendy was being a snarky, condescending reporter. I have to say, I hate when they do this. I hate when mm-hmm. they take a smart person and use their like title or employment or whatever as being like, mm-hmm. that's condescending your career. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah. well, she's a smart person. Yeah. yeah. What do you what want? Is her, what does her career have to do with what Yeah, happened? it was really stupid. When she was, she was twerking and dropping it, you said that being this big reporter and being such yes. a pundit, she shouldn't be doing that. Yes. And now when she does whatever she did, she blew up, you're like, okay, she's being a sh- the smart one with the words and, and that's because of yeah. her yeah, she's occupation a- and that's why we don't want to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, it's out of character for her to dress sexy and have nice boobs out mm-hmm. because she's a reporter. And then right. when she speaks like a reporter, you're like, oh, she's so condescending. Shut right. up, Robin. Yeah. But this is when Robin says, but wait a minute, Ashley, what was the purpose of what you said to Wendy? Yeah. And Ashley starts to explain herself. And this is when Candace does her Candace thing and she calls her wide-bodied. She says, big ass face and big ass forehead. And Ashley says, oh, so we're body shaming now. Mm-hmm. I just want she to calls say, her a, she calls her a bitch first or a whore. Oh, she or calls something. her a hoe. Hoe. Yeah. And then she goes in on her being fat and nursing. <laughs> well, she doesn't she doesn't And having a big forehead. What did she say about her nursing? She was ta- talking about uh, uh her being uh milking again. Something oh, about Oh, she her calls her a milk. filthy yeah. milkmaid. Filthy milkmaid. Yeah, she said something along those lines. She's like obsessed with it. I don't know why. <laughs> I love Filthy Milkmaid. <laughs> I have to say, it cracked me up. I love Filthy Milkmaid. But yeah. here's the thing. I don't, as a naturally wide-bodied person, okay? As a Filthy Milkmaid. And a, fil- and a Filthy Milkmaid, okay? <laughs> With a big-ass forehead and a big-ass face, okay? <laughs> can I just, can we just talk about the fact that Ashley is not wide-bodied? Ashley is not a wide-bodied person. And as a naturally wide-bodied person, like, is it wrong for Candace to talk about Ashley's body in an insult? Yes, absolutely. But it's just as ridiculous for Candace to call Ashley wide-bodied as it is for Karen to call Giselle a broken whore. Like, they're both (laughs) absurd comments. And it's like, the internet right now is like, oh my God, oh my God, Candace is so disgusting. She body, Karen calls Giselle's legs, stovepipe legs all the time. She calls, she says she's got cankles. She, we laughed about her fat pussy. She called her vagina fat. Her fat (laughs) vagina. We talked about it how many times? And we like laughed about it. So it's like, we, the thing is, is all of it bad? Yeah, all of it is bad. But again, like these are not our best people, okay? On it, on yeah. TV, they're not they're not paid to be our best people on TV. That's yeah. often why people like say like an Ebony or a Wendy or whatever. Like sometimes mm-hmm. they feel le- like left out or out of place because of that. But Ashley's not wide bodied, and yeah. it's a ridiculous thing to say because it got her though <laughs> it did get her. But here's the thing: again, yeah. it got her because mm-hmm. she's married to a piece of shit who mm-hmm. makes her feel bad about the way her body looks. Yeah. Now Candace yeah. doesn't know that, but Candace mm. is also a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> just like Giselle Candace doesn't, is a just brat, like, okay? Yes. Just and like she knows just, it. just like Giselle doesn't know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Chris and Candace have any actual issues. 
But Giselle yeah. is a jerk and she wakes yeah. things up, right? So it's like she just anticipates that this is gonna be the you know, that's her bet. Yeah, Giselle I mean, truly, bets that there's some issue. Candace bets that Ashley has some issues with her body. But I don't even think that they're saying it to bet that there is an issue, right? Like this is why we teach kids not to bully or not to say mean things because yeah. you don't know what somebody has going on in their personal life where right. you might trigger them into believing something right. or it hurts her. Right. So, so yeah. I'm pretty sure when Candace was talking about big forehead, wide body, blah, 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 that's her showing throwing shade or reading her. Mm-hmm. Shade, shade, by the way, is different than reading. This was a mm-hmm. read because mm-hmm. it's an, a direct attack. Shade is when it's more subtle. Okay. <laughs> How is it a read if she's not wide bodied? Um, because it's still an insult. <laughs> but it's not a fact. It's, it's not, not. Oh, reads aren't facts. <laughs> It's, yeah. They're just insults. Okay. So much <laughs> a read is a direct insult and shade mm-hmm. is like passive aggressive insult. So forehead is shade, but white body is. No, forehead is also <laughs> a read. These are all reads. <laughs> they're all okay. mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're all so, you know what was shade? What was shade mm-hmm. was when, when, <laughs> when Candace said Ashley's baby looks like her husband. <laughs> She's like, when is your baby going to stop looking like your husband? That's shade. Shade. That's shade. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, actually saying is, you know, like, Ashley is not a wide-bodied person. But people Mm -hmm. are having such a visceral, like, such a visceral reaction Because people bring, like, races. People bring their baggage. Yes. Exactly. the show so they are watching it from their perspective and just like the person that did not like me calling pk diabetic yes he is one you know they're coming from that point of view and they take offense to it so i don't you know that's just natural for them to do it's going to be more painful for the people who take offense than it is for the people who make the offensive remarks. yes also a really great point because i want to remind everybody like these people don't give a shit about us yeah, <laughs> Candace doesn't care what you think that she said that she's that Ashley's wide bodied. Yeah, yeah. And nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Cameron no. Westcott was an absolute racist, and she was yeah. just given her job back before the show yeah. was canceled. So yeah, I just want to remind everybody that, like, also remember that Ashley has done some very terrible things yeah. on the show. Like no continue is, to yeah. support and prop up her predator husband, which yeah. if we're going to be talking about problematic things that people say that we should be paying the most attention to, all of our rage should be mm-hmm. raged towards somebody like Michael Darby. <sighs> yes. Is misogyny uh, amongst women terrible? Of course it is. Mm-hmm. But what's worse than that is a an actual fucking predator still being on this show and given screen time. Yep. He he's the worst. Oh my god, he is the worst. But I loved yeah. it anyway. I was cracking up. I can't wait to watch yeah, it, it again. It was funny. But next week we're gonna have uh, Salt Lake City. Yes, next I Sunday. Can't wait. I, I can't wait. Yeah, it's wait. gonna be awesome. I'm gonna engage. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fully engaged. I'm fully. Engaged. Throw me a party. I'm engaged. Yes, I'm engaged. <laughs> no, not that way. <laughs> Not that engaged. Oh my god, VPR oh. is coming back too. Did you see the trailer? I saw the trailer. Yeah, don't. I was like, I'm in. not excited for this show, and then I watched the trailer, and I was like, Man. I'm like, oh no, no, no. I was like, no, don't suck me in. No, don't suck me in. I'm like, oh, yeah, it worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked. The trailer worked. I don't know if the show will, but the trailer worked. Yeah, it's probably gonna take. <laughs> it the has me spot. peaked. It has me peaked. Jax is not on the show, right? Yes, of course. He was fired. Okay, good. So yeah. I think I might yeah. just watch. Yeah. Okay, so we have a Patreon tier that allows you to ask us questions. It's called Ask Your Aunties, and we have two questions. So I'm going to ask mm-hmm. them, and Arthi, you're going to be the auntie who answers them. Oh, shit. Okay. okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Question number Let's one is try. from mm-hmm. Jessica Riley. She wants to know, best tips for a long road trip with your significant other? Oh, when we used to enjoy our road trips, which <laughs> it's kind of iffy now, but when we did, when we were younger and we were just the two of us and we enjoyed, which is where I think Jessica is. I think snacks. Snacks, snacks. are important. Okay. okay. And the right music. Okay. And podcasts. Okay. Funny ones help okay. because then you're awake and you're laughing. Yeah. That does help. 
nothing political, nothing religious, nothing, anything that would cause an argument of sorts. Okay. Keep it simple. Okay. And that's about it. I think that and a good list of stops where you can have the best stops and the best rest areas that you can mm. stop at. And where do you get what and what the distances? Where are the Starbucks? Yeah. Which rest areas have the best restrooms? Take a look at that. But that that has nothing to do with going on a road trip with the partner. It's just road trip basics. Mm. Just do that. But um, with your partner, it would be music and snacks. Having your entertainment set put together. Yeah. Yeah, like a good playlist for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. And also, if you don't want to do that, thank God for headphones because you can always just tune out the person that you're in the car with, which is my my tip. Which is what I do now. <laughs> now, I'm t- talking about when you are younger and you want to actually, you like the person. I don't and remember you want what it was like to be young, okay? <laughs> but now I do listen to a lot of watch what crappens mm-hmm. on my road trip and uh, you know i disengage for the most part <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly sorry exactly. if that was not helpful but it you was wanted, it is you helpful. wanted to know this it is, is helpful over after the first five miles it is helpful to yes. disengage <laughs> yes okay jill hirsch a dmv diva wants mm-hmm. to know is a great scenario she set up. Okay. She says, I love the way my hairdresser colors my hair. She restores the red now that it's gray, and it also gives me amazing smoothing treatments. And she has really strict COVID protocols, but she's late all the time, as in like an hour late, twice in a row. Mm-hmm. I was pissed this time, and I told her she didn't even apologize. She's super mo- <laughs> moody, but oh my God, my hair. She is like a magician. Lisai, what to do? She's an artist. The way <laughs> she's describing her, she's an artist. And artists are mercurial. So you need to give her the Indian standard time, which is plus or minus two hours or whatever yes. the time is. Yes. And you just put up with it. On the flip side, if this really, really bothers you, then it's about time to look for another hairstylist. It wouldn't yes. be the best. You will not get the same hairstyle, but you would have to give up that. Yes. I will say if she's super moody to the point where it's now affecting your hair experience, because mm-hmm. to me, getting my hair that's done, true. especially getting it colored, that's a whole self-care routine. Like I want to go. I want to be treated yeah. well. I want to know that I'm taken care of. I want to be prioritized mm-hmm. when I go to a place to do anything, mm-hmm. whether it's hair or nail or face or whatever. Right. So mm-hmm. If she's getting moody now to the point where it's getting in the way of your relaxation, then you can find another great colorist somewhere else who's Mm -hmm. not going to make you wait. If you Mm want to deal with the wait, I would say when you book your appointment, know that you're booking at a time where you need to wait an hour before you're going to get started. So bring snacks. The same tips we just gave Jessica. Bring (laughs) snacks. You know, podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Do all of that. But it just comes down to like, this is your time and you need to decide what you're willing to put up with during your relaxation time. And look, if you do that, if you set up an hour before and you have your snacks and your whatever, like your podcast, whatever, you're chilling, you got your coffee and then you get your hair done and it's still like, it feels good. You feel good about yourself. You're in a better mood. Then stick with her. But if you need conversation and you need somebody who is chirpy and who is upbeat and this woman is not. Yeah. And it may be time to move on. Yeah. These are customer service situations. So you have to make sure that if you're paying for an experience, that that experience is actually worth it. I have had that kind of situation where I had this nail technician who was really nice to me for many, many months. And then all of a sudden got all moody. And then she would not even respond or I felt like she wasn't connecting. She wouldn't talk. She would like, oh, yeah, okay, you're next, you know. And she was like, I would ask, she would double book me with somebody else and, you know, not really pay attention. That got to me after a while. She still did great work, but it got to me because I felt like you're not prioritizing me while I am, I'm a good tipper and I'm prioritizing coming only to you versus somebody else that I could go to and I feel like neglected here so I just stopped after a while and I picked I found another person and it made me feel so much better it made me feel so much better because now like you said the work may not be as great as the first person but the experience is better yes and I feel like 
I am being acknowledged as much as I'm acknowledging them and their work. Like I'm paying attention to mm-hmm. them, so they are paying attention to me. So it's it's I a two way therapist street. because of that. I used to have a therapist. We had like a weird tense situation, and then I was like, I'm not going to go to this person anymore because it clouded my brain constantly. And I was like, yeah. this is getting in the way of my self care, so I stopped. Yeah, and I mean, I spent too many years in like my late teens and early twenties getting bad haircuts and cringing and saying, Yeah, it looks great. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like at just, this point in your life, you want to be able to speak your mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if it's not going to be taken well, Jill, then that person quit her. will fuck themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Quit her. We'll, we'll find don't. you somebody else. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> if you think it's worth it. Yeah. If you can find other ways to make that time relaxing for yourself without her yeah. and just use her for the services that she's there for, then yeah. stick with her. But yeah. if it gets too much in the way of your relaxation time, then fuck that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, a gummy before or after helps. Oh, a gummy before <laughs> or after helps. That's a great, great tip. Oh, my God. When I was – so in Vegas, I got a massage. Yeah. And as I was going to lay down into my massage, the lady, the the person, I was like, you know, you get down on your face, mm-hmm. your, your face down. Yeah. She was like, oh, so what brings you here, whatever. I was like, oh, we're here for a wedding and it's my birthday and whatever. And she was like, oh, that's so nice. And she was like, well, I'm so glad you're here in Vegas. You know, without you guys visiting, the whole city would shut down because I don't know how it is where you are, but it's been really bad. I mean, so many people have been out of work and there's been unemployment. And thank God unemployment is finished in September and people can get back to work but people don't want to work I was like oh my god I am here for a massage I do not want it because I was like this bitch is about to cheat in the problematic territory yeah she's trying to get a bigger tip she's like yeah and I was like you're like uh I don't know I haven't had a customer in three weeks (laughs) yeah But I'm like, this is not how you do it. Like, so it was just super awkward. And I was like, okay. And I just said, "Mm mm-hmm. And then I didn't respond. So I was like, if I don't respond, I'm not going to hear anything else. We also had an Uber driver that was like that. That was telling us all about the shutdown. We literally just like had to be driven from one hotel to another on this trip. And the whole time he talked about the shutdown. And I was like, like, I have my mask on. Can you leave me alone? (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. But anyway. Mm. Well, that's it for this week uh, or for this episode. We will talk to you on Saturday. If you are a Patreon supporter at the shout out level and we did not get a chance to get your tagline in, it could be because you signed up after we made <laughs> the tagline. So next so episode. We'll take care of you next week. <laughs> yeah. So Saturday's episode, we'll make sure that you're in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye. bye.